Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into a Monday episode of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner. I'm back. Good to be back. And joined, as always, by Fansiders MLB Insider, fresh off the GM meetings where the baseball offseason world began in earnest pretty quickly, Robert Murray. How you doing? I'm great, man. And most importantly, Adam just buried the lead. But Adam just got married last weekend. So hold up your ring real quick, Mr. Adam. Yeah, here, here we go. Uh, is, it, is it clear? Is it fresh? I never, uh, I never hold it up at first blush just because i feel like it, it's it's great it's fun to wear it looks like a wedding ring like a girl's ring looks like oh like jaw on the floor like diamond flash like i don't know yeah. like you went to jostin's you got the good stuff guys ring just kind of looks like there it is it's around my finger but it's been awesome to have yeah you know what adam you deserve diamonds don't let anyone tell you differently so there you go yeah girls ring meanwhile i've got a big old flashy diamond stuck in the drawer and i'm gonna pull it out as soon as the episode ends i just don't want to show off too hard on the episode see he's he's a man of the people right there we got we love that about adam i, I am a man of the people i try to be uh but you were the one with booth on the ground last week at the gm meetings dropped a little update but now you got a notebook to empty i'm struggling to catch up to it all i'm trying to get to the forefront uh figure out everything that we got to talk about i know there are so many rumors swirling and the dam has not quite yet broken um, but this is going to be a huge offseason uh, for you, for me, for everybody. We're about to do an entire MLB offseason without being totally confident in Twitter, with imitation profile picks, with people getting verified checks just so they could be LeBron James and break the Aaron Judge signing. How are you going to handle this? What, what are you going to do? Are, are you going to like, are you prepared for what's about to come? Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to be prepared because like you don't know when or if Twitter is going to like be a th- like when it's going to end um, or if it's going to end. And that, that terrifies me, but I do have a backup plan. I just created an Instagram account the other day. It's called at Robert Murray MLB. Um, So that is where you'll be able to follow my stuff there. Um, And I'll possibly at some point this week be breaking some news there. Um, So that, that shall be pretty fun. Um, But yeah, we're, we've got contingencies just in case Elon does in fact destroy Twitter. Yeah, and for all those imitation Adam Weiner accounts out there, I see you. It's not very funny. Stop doing what you're doing. Um, I made all of them, actually. So <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I'm just telling you live on air. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, no, never mind. It's awesome. It's it's good. <laughs> you should keep doing it. Um, thank you, my man. And then, yes, uh, follow Robert on Instagram. Uh, the new handles that you get all the updates and business. But also follow us and subscribe to the Baseball Insiders because we're going to be dropping as much as we can on you, too. And... As I said earlier, the GM meetings settled. Plenty more of the offseason yet to come, but we're going to empty that notebook. And and potentially, I do feel like we should start with maybe the most shocking moment of the GM meetings, which was uh, James Click, GM James Click's departure from Houston, uh, which I just gave a big old, what? Like, 
Dave Dombrowski leaving the Red Sox, getting axed midway through the 2019 season after he delivered them a record-setting 2018, was shocking enough to me. Click getting the boot, even though you and I talked about the rumors, just about a week after the Astros won the World Series, even less, actually, was was downright stunning, especially the way it went down. Uh, Jim Crane offering him this little floating a one-year deal, and then uh, but it's not like that was even meant to hide the firing. It, in the aftermath, it was very obvious this was a firing, uh, as was assistant GM Scott Powers getting fired as well. Uh, they lost Pete uh, Patilla to the Giants earlier in the offseason. Uh, so uh, Jim Crane, like, is this a dream job? Is this somebody you, you maybe don't want to work for? And and what's the fallout so far in your world from this sort of seismic post-World Series shakeup? Yeah, so this is going to be a bit of a long answer. Um, but this, It better be. Oh, yeah. And, like, it it was not a surprise that the Astros and James Click did not come to an agreement here um, for a Click to return to Houston. They offered Click a one-year deal at a little bit of a raise, um, and they basically knew there was little to no chance that this offer was going to be taken. Um, and lo and behold, they didn't end up coming to an agreement and click was, they parted ways with click. Um, and even click admitted in the press conference, uh, it was me and probably about 10 other reporters that were around click at the GM meetings. And he even admitted that there was differences between him and, um, and Jim Crane in Houston. Um, and it came from philosophy, like click was more calculated. Um, and he got that approach from the Tampa Bay Rays while, um, Crane was much, or is much more aggressive, uh, with how he wants to maneuver. Um, and there was just other differences too, like, um, the analytics department in Houston, like click wanted to grow that by a lot because that's what the Rays did. And it's proven to be a very successful model, um, but Crane came up or like he ended up working with Jeff Lunau for all these years. And he kept that operation really small, which obviously meant more money in Jim Crane's pockets. Um, and they had a disagreement over that. There was plenty of disagreements that led to this moment. Um, so it's far from a surprise that they ultimately did not come to a deal to, to bring click back. I am very curious though, um, how they go about replacing him. And this, there's no obvious answer to this whatsoever. Like everybody's talking about David Stearns. Uh, Stearns is already publicly committed to staying in Milwaukee for the next year because he's a consultant there. Um, so he's, he's going to be a uh, Pete Patilla uh, who went to the giants as their GM. Um, he's, I mean, he's there, he's not going to go back to Houston. Um, and there's, I mean, Michael Elias in, in Baltimore is their GM. So he's probably not going anywhere. Um, there is a candidate there in Baltimore who was previously with Houston, Sig Megdal or something. Mm -hmm. I think I might be mispronouncing that, um, who could certainly make sense. But the fact that the Astros fired Click um, immediately after winning a World Series is surely going to scare off some of those top candidates because I can tell you as soon as that hire was, or as soon as the, the firing of Click was announced, my phone lit up with a lot of angry baseball people, whether it was executives, whether it was agents or even some players were like, Holy shit. Like they actually did this and lo and behold, they did. And now the Astros are tasked with rebuilding their front office just a week after winning the world series. So 
I'm very curious to see how they bounce back from that. Yeah, the first Astros scandal that I can remember. No, not really. Obviously, this is a scandal-ridden franchise uh, that has started it again for themselves. They certainly did not need to dismiss their World Series winning GM, but they did it anyway. And you're right, this candidate pool is large, but again, uh, who among the candidate pool can trust Jim Crane? Who's getting elevated from their current position? Um, Does make me think... And I don't know if you feel the same way about you mentioned how comfortable he was with the small group of people during the Lunau era. We've already seen Alex Cora go directly back to the Red Sox after they dismissed him. AJ Hinch found a new home, but he's back in baseball. Same role manager. Is there anything you've heard about Lunau returning in disgrace with his tail between his legs or just enthusiastically denying his participation in the scandal and and coming back, hoping the heat is off now? I, I don't know. Yeah, from everything that I've I've gathered, he's part of running a soccer team now, um, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a different kind of a deal for him. Um, but I would be floored if he was brought back into baseball. Um, he was not not highly respected, uh, to say the <laughs> least. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that goes for, yeah, in, inside baseball and also outside baseball from a fandom perspective, um, nope. not a well-liked gentleman from the outside perspective. It's, it's funny. You do see people on Astros Twitter though. Like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm just frustrated as a fan because I can't imagine doing this a week after winning the world series in, in a hundred six win season and proving the doubters wrong and having a rookie shortstop win, ALCS and World Series MVP, but I did already see people like, what did Click get us? This was somebody else's nucleus. Like, oh, so we built a Super Bowl pen. So what? And it just made me want to, I was on vacation. I was picking up my phone, rolling my eyes. Uh, Fans simply have to be better than that. We can't be perpetrating that take. Um, But the Astros, right, they make this massive shakeup. They do bring Dusty Baker back, who says he has unfinished business. They let their GM go. His top lieutenant goes as well. And then they still go ahead and make one of the biggest splashes of the early offseason, extending Rafael Mantero from that Super Bowl pen. Was that a click deal? Who who did that? Because from the outside perspective, it sort of seems like they gutted the front office and, oh, they also managed to get better for the next several years. So that was actually my first reaction after that deal was reported by Jeff Passan is not, oh, what does this signing mean? It's like, okay, who actually just did that deal? Literally. Um, and like it was, it was just very confusing to me. Um, but John Morosi uh, over at MLB Network, who he reported, um, I can't remember the exact name of who's like the point person now in Houston, but they have like some one of their top guys who is running the show over there while they're looking for a GM. Which, yeah, let me tell you, that is. Uh, a very unique setup. And I mean, that's not a small chunk of change to gave Montero either. Like that's a three year hefty contract. And let me tell you, by the way, like we're going to branch away from Houston for a second, but the free agent contracts for relievers so far, Edwin Diaz, Robert Suarez, and then Rafael Montero. Holy cow. It is a very, very, very good time to be a relief pitcher on the free agent market. And the Montero deal, it's not like he's been a paragon of consistency either. That's the kind of thing that wealthy teams do when they want to take care of their own, um, yep. which again sort of raises the alarms. It goes, who took care of him? Who did that? But I think he was bound to get that money based on the market somewhere, and Houston just wanted to make sure they kept him in place. It was tough to be better than the Astros' bullpen 
this October. So it's also sort of tough to question the decision to bring him back. But you're right, hefty cost. Yeah, hefty cost. I'll tell you, that's. Uh, I think it was Andrew Friedman who years ago said, if you're rational about every free agent, you're going to finish third on every free agent. I think that's the most popular and like well-said line about free agency, I think, in sports. Like, it's dead on. But I'll tell you, the Montero deal, um, that one was like a, an eye-opening one. But the the Robert Suarez, um, that – that was a while, five years. Um, and I mean, I get the Padres' logic because Josh Hader's a free agent at the end of next year. And he'll be like, he'll, he's going to cost like a very good amount of money. So they have a, a closer in waiting should Hader leave. Um, but still like, woof, that's <laughs> a, a hefty, hefty, hefty cost, man. And you are talking about like a mood swing in San Diego from like, oh, wow, they Suarez, like they, they didn't like they declined. He's not even going to get a deal done. Oh, no, wait, he's getting a monster deal done. He's going to be here forever at the cost of a top reliever. Um, yeah. and, and you want to talk about being paid off one year. Yeah. I can also report, too, that the Padres have maintained discussions with Nick Martinez. Um, there's been varying signals on that. I don't think there's any anything close there, but they've maintained those discussions. So. I'm curious if the uh, uh, the the Suarez deal has any impact on that, but um, all indications are that the, the Padres are at least trying for Martinez still. Yeah, that's the other shoe I've been waiting to drop for a little bit. It seemed like that one might be an inevitability too when they parted ways. Maybe not so much anymore, but it's a union that makes perfect sense for both sides. Let's empty that notebook a little bit. I will drop the eight pretense of the Astros. We're done talking about those weirdos. Congrats on your World Series, by the way. Haven't gotten to say that on the air. I know you guys have all been waiting. Congrats from me, Adam Weiner. Um, but a lot of people are talking in the comments right now about when the dam's going to break. People have questions about their teams. I have questions about my team, of course. Figure it's probably easier to go player by player here. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll let you open up your notebook for anything that I missed or I whiffed on. During my vacation, we can cover that. But I think the most pertinent questions are sort of the general ones here. People asking about DeGrom, asking about the big names, but most importantly, asking when the market is going to get going. Is anybody going to crack this dam? And so I guess that's where I'll start. Um, Are are we any closer to the offseason really beginning in earnest? Because there's no lockout here. You know, December, January, no need to get everything done by November 30th. But people are still in pretty impatient so when are we really going to get rolling here save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I was told that at the GM meetings, it was basically like the pre-tire kicking stage just because it was a lot of, um, like the season had just ended and these teams were still trying to figure out what they wanted to do. Um, and the GM meetings is a good place for the groundwork to be laid uh, for those kind of future deals. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if we have a couple of signings this week um, and then some leading up into Thanksgiving. So like, certainly there's going to be some action. Um, And I I think the qualifying offer um, 
decision or like, yeah, the decision that has to be made about qualifying offer players tomorrow could lead to some like multi-year deals. Certainly. Like I know um, I'm, I'm sure that the Rangers are trying to do like a, a multi-year deal with Martin Perez, but I would imagine that's ultimately going to be a um, Martin or yeah, Martin Perez accepting that qualifying offer. The Red Sox have indeed, as reports have stated, made a multi-year offer to Nathan Evaldi. Um, I don't, from the current offer, I don't think there's much optimism that that offer is going to get it done, but certainly there's a possibility there. Um, but I, I think we're going to have to wait a little bit for like the big, big names to come off the board. Uh, so all I ask is stay patient, um, but they will eventually at some point come off the board. And let me tell you, I wrote about it today in fansided.com, tweeted the link earlier, but Trey Turner, that the interest there is massive. Um, and that contract, as I wrote, could be in the eight to nine year range for about thirty five million a year, if not more than that. And that is that is a large sum. And I'll tell you, there's teams that have Turner graded above Carlos Correa. As I as I wrote, it is not a slight on Correa. Um, he's a tremendous player, but the injury concerns with Correa um, are certainly like I, I think that's something on people or in the back of people's minds. And Turner is somebody who is just viewed very highly throughout the league. And that is somebody who could, um, who is going to age better than Correa is, is how I've had a couple people say it. So um, very, very, I'll tell you, it's just going to be fun. Just all I ask, stay patient. I could go on a tangent about those guys for a while, but yeah, just stay patient. I'll be ready and waiting when it happens. The, the Turner buzz that sort of cracked the mainstream, at least for me, was the Phillies stuff and I know we heard that bubble up in season a little bit too but it felt a little bit less ridiculous at the end of the season when you're looking in the Philadelphia Phillies are a star laden b have Dave Dombrowski in charge and c just wrapped up a world series berth and had a 2-1 advantage over those dominant Houston Astros so is Trey Turner to the Phillies a marriage of fantasy or is there something below the surface that's legitimate there I think their interest there is real Um, I really do. And that is, I think they could look at Turner. They could certainly look at another like high end starting pitcher if they wanted to. I don't know if they could pull off both. That could be pretty tough. Um, But I I think the Phillies interest in Turner is very real, but they are far from alone there. Um, Like you hear of a lot of these different teams connected, like you got uh, the Dodgers who are obviously going to be connected, the Giants, uh, cause they need a long-term shortstop and they could put Turner at second base for a year if they wanted to. Um, there's some teams that I think could be like sleepers in this, like the Mets, I think just cause Steve Cohen's got a lot of money. They certainly could look at, in that direction, the Atlanta Braves, cause they don't have Dansby Swanson locked up. And like the oddball of all oddballs here is the San Diego Padres. And that would be, I don't know what the odds are on that. I'd probably put that in the very, very, very unlikely category, but I can, I can tell you this, Adam, AJ Preller loves Trey Turner. And when AJ Preller loves a player, you can't rule anything out. So I'll I'll float them as like a potential fit. As I said, I can't imagine they get it done, but like everything I've heard is their, their priority is going to be starting pitching. But if AJ Preller loves a player, you never know. 
I love AJ Preller. That's why. Uh, many reasons, but also that reason. Um, yep. Let's dive into the comments a little bit here. Uh, Josh Melnick asked, and he was in first, about the Brewers, whether they're active on any fronts. I saw a little bit floating around there as well, uh, but I'm much more curious about your perspective. Uh, so what do you foresee for the Brewers who are entering kind of a difficult transition offseason? Yeah, so with the Brewers, there are teams that are asking about their starting pitching, and that starts with Corbin Burns. Um, and I can tell you there, the interest in Burns is is pretty significant. And Brewers fans know the word significant with me. Uh, <laughs> and they associate that with Drew Pomeranz and – you know what? I get it. I totally get it. But like teams love Corbin Burns, but I can tell you this while teams are checking in the Brewers, they're doing what they do. They, they listen, but they are in absolutely no hurry whatsoever to move Corbin Burns. Um, so I, I fully, fully, fully expect Corbin Burns to be a Milwaukee Brewer by the time the season starts, but yeah, they'll listen. Cause that's just what they do. Um, but guys like Eric Lauer or Adrian Hauser, um, they, those are, I think much more realistic players to move. Um, and another player that's gotten quite a bit of interest there. Actually, I'll give you two. Um, Willie Adamas is another player that has gotten a lot of trade interest, but that is another player that I think the Brewers are going to want to build around rather than trade. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is the offseason that they ended up trying to extend Adamas. That deal, I think, when it gets done, or if it gets done, I should say, um, is going to be north of what Dansby Swanson gets. I think that's going to be one that um, that his camp is looking at pretty closely. Um, so, and then the the more realistic trade target um, or trade option for teams that are trying to like poke from the Brewers here is Hunter Renfro. Um, he was acquired last year uh, from the Boston Red Sox. Had a very strong season uh, with the Brewers. Again, good power, good defense. I think it was Matt, I think Matt Arnold even said at the GM meetings that. Um, Renfro has the best arm in the game from the outfield. And I mean, the Brewers, they, they gave up Jackie Bradley Jr. and a, a prospect or two to get Renfro. I'd imagine they get more in return this year. Um, and that's a net win. So, so just to recap here, just, I just want to make sure we got this all straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burns and Adamas are attracting very, very, very strong interest throughout the league. But I would be stunned. And I mean, stunned if those players are moved. But if we're looking at more realistic trade targets, Renfro, Lauer, and Hauser. Renfro was definitely the guy I was going to mention who I had my eye on. Somehow this would be his fourth team in four years, or am I underestimating him by one? Yeah, he was a Padre, Ray, Red Sox brewer already. This would be number five in a very short span of time, but all he does is deliver. So, if the Brewers don't want to pay that escalating cost, I, I saw his projection was $11.2 million for this season. Hey, for some, that might be prohibitive. For some, that might be an easy one to just slot into your outfield. Pick up your 25 to 35 home runs, good defense, call it a day. I'm just saying, I'm not a GM, but and I don't have an unlimited budget, but I'm just saying. Uh, while we're talking about all these shortstops and potential destinations, I want to get to Clayton Puglisi here, too who's asking if the Mariners are actually going to spend on the shortstop market. Um, I feel like we talked about the Mariners last offseason. They were a Trevor Story destination potential favorite. Didn't get it done. Still a whole somewhat, I don't know what they feel about J.P. Crawford moving forward, but there's Dansby, there's Correa, there's Turner. 
there's Xander Bogarts. There are all sorts of names. It feels like we sort of know the teams that are clustered around all of them, and the Mariners are getting shifted off to the side a little bit. Do you feel like they belong in that upper tier of teams pursuing a top shortstop? I, I think they should be mentioned, but not with like the, the big, big, big names. Um, I think they're if they're going to be in that market, it's going to be like a a Dansby Swanson type. Um, but that's just a guess based on like the the conversations that I've had with with rival teams. Uh, so it's not like concrete info. Um, but I certainly expect the Mariners to be active this offseason. I just don't know in what direction that's going to be. But I certainly do think. Um, if the postseason highlighted anything, it's that they should absolutely pursue um, a bigger bat. So um, maybe they – I think they should look in that direction. Let's talk the big guns. We might as well. Uh, what about Xander Bogarts, um, who you you and I could connect – like <laughs> I could connect him to Dave Dombrowski. You know the inside more than I do, but it seems like – uh, the Red Sox discussions with him, where you look, the Red Sox are still the favorites to sign him for whatever reason. Maybe it's familiarity. Maybe people believe that comfort in the marriage will ultimately win out. But I'm seeing Dombrowski's Phillies. I'm seeing the Cardinals, and I've seen them for months, seeing the Dodgers and Cubs. And I'm, in fact, seeing the Cubs in on basically every top shortstop. And we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, but what do you see in Bogarts' market? And has there been any movement there? from the GM meetings to present either, or is it still sort of this clandestine, like he's still talking to Boston dot, 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 but situation. Yeah. I I think there hasn't been much, if any movement there. And I know John Heyman of, of the New York post ended up mentioning that same thing. It's like the Red Sox have made it very clear that Bogarts is like their top one, two, three, four, and five priority. Like they want Xander Bogarts back. Uh, But there's been no progress there to date. Um, But yeah, I'll tell you, like, the, the interest in Bogarts to me is going to be – there's going to be a lot of interest in him league-wide, but I, I still think that the Red Sox should pony up to whatever I, – I don't want to say whatever it takes, but they, they should pony up and, and make sure that Bogarts is their long-term shortstop because, like, that – losing him would be a huge blow. You, you lose Mookie Betts, you lose Xander Bogarts, like, in two of, what is it, the last three off-seasons? Is that yeah. right? That'd be a huge, um, for lack of a better phrase, kick to the nuts. And you so. lose Moogie Betts on purpose, and then you have to deal with the Bogarts. Devers conundrum could have extended both of them over the course of the last several years. Still haven't done it yet. Um, yeah. And like you said, the Nathan Avaldi deal, it's a multi-year deal, uh, but not for multi-year deal money necessarily, and, and doesn't feel like something that gets the job done. I guess that's maybe a symptom of putting all your eggs in Bogarts' basket, but it also declares a, a strong desire, you know, as you've said, as I've seen everywhere, it is plan A, B, C, D, E. Uh, if they don't deliver after making that declaration so obvious, that's really going to stick. Oh, absolutely it will. And uh, to me, when there's interest like that from a team and when there's, I'd imagine there's mutual interest for Bogarts to return to Boston. Um, so when there's like that, kind of interest from both sides it most often leads to a deal but that being said look what happened last offseason with freddie freeman anything can happen if freeman leaves atlanta anything's possible but my guess is that bogart stays but i like you i mean there's a there's also a chance he leaves too i mean that's yeah i mean that's the reality right now 
Knowing Boston Sports Radio, if Xander Bogarts does leave, that return weekend is going to be even worse than the Freddie Freeman return weekend in Atlanta. That much, I can tell you. Um, what about those Cubs, though? Uh, you know, we don't have to give them Bogarts yet. We don't have to, <laughs> to declare which shortstop they're going to be signing. Although it does seem like they're maybe emerging in the Correa field a little bit. I'm not sure if that's just a similar thing as the Turner Phillies, just sort of a vibe shift. Uh, but the Cubs won't go away in this top shortstop conversation. Do you feel like they, more so than the Mariners, are dead serious here and are dead set on sort of re-entering the free agent market in a big way? Uh, their departure wasn't that long, but maybe they're ready to, you know, put, putting the napkin in the neck and going like, all right, let's let's get after it. Yeah, I think they're they're going to look in a lot of different directions here. And with the Cubs, obviously, they've been connected to these shortstops. Um, like that's been um, probably like the most rumored thing right now is their interest in a shortstop. Because uh, last year, their signing of Andrelton Simmons did not work out. I think everybody <laughs> can agree on that like that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And a little did it really not work out? Wow. All right. Yeah. Oops. Um, but and they're also looking in a lot of different directions too. Is like obviously they're going to end up being um, in the starting pitcher market. They're going to they're looking at a guy like Jose Abreu, but he's not the only kind of guy like in that kind of a mold um, is or that they're going to be interested in. So. My phone keeps dinging, so that's always a good thing. The offseason is here, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, like the Cubs, like they're going to be – they got their um, – they're looking all around. It's not just the shortstop. So um, and that's what good GMs do. That's what Jed Hoyer is doing. And, um, yeah, I, Kurt, you're not alone there. I'll tell you, every time I hear my phone go ding, uh, my heart just, like, drops. It's like, uh-oh, is, it, is something happening? But I can report nothing is happening. Yeah, yes. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling tabs. I'm going back and forth. As soon as I hear, I yeah, going to Twitter, going back to Bert. Now I'm going to Instagram. Why not? Sometimes there's just nice pictures on there, but sometimes there's also people breaking news. So got to diversify my tabs at this point. Yeah, Trevor <laughs> T saying that's uh, that's Jed Hoyer telling you shut it down. You've revealed too much, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I can report that was not Jed Hoyer who was making my phone call thing. So that's uh good guess though, Trevor. That made me laugh. So I appreciate that's you. official. Yeah. Jed, Jed actually just hit me up and said, you could drop the Correa contract terms. And I was like, dude, come on. That's, that's way too soon. I don't, this would yeah. be my first. Why would I do that? Um, but I guess, yeah, stay tuned. Like you said, be patient. The, the Cubbies will, the Cubbies will make moves, but not on Monday, November 14th. No. And I'll, I'll tell you, Adam, my goal for this podcast for this year is to break news live on the air. Like that is like, um, that that's something that I would love to do. That would be because I did it on yours, um, and now I, we need to do it on this one. So yeah, the problem was that that one unfortunately was not live, but the listeners missed an incredible experience of watching uh, Bert chase a scoop uh, during a pre like an MLB preview recording session on my older podcast, um, and it turned out to be Victor Caratini on the move who, who would have ever seen that coming um i i think we're gonna get it done i think we're i think we are gonna bring news live on this show and you are gonna be at the winter meetings in san diego correct that is correct yeah and we'll that'll be one where i'm hoping we can go live every day because adam will not be um getting married this time so thank you um adam, no. for not getting married um well this time at least 
No, I'm done getting married. It's officially, it's officially over. Uh, my goal, like your goal is to break news on this podcast. My goal is absolutely to get married only once in 2022, especially. Hopefully only once moving forward. Uh, but the wedding, over. Very fun. And the baseball offseason, just beginning. Um, got a few more big names we haven't talked about or have talked around. I want to get this question out just because... This is the this is why I keep refreshing Twitter. Like I I, I feel like we we got the forty eight hour time limit yesterday on like expect raise trades, and so I've been expecting raise trades for about twenty four hours now. I feel like we're going to be getting raise trades all off season long. Uh, but when that tweet was specifically sent out, put me on high alert. Uh, I think I believe it was Morosi who got the clock going. Uh, who are the available Rays, sort of in the same vein as your answer to the Brewers question, who you're hearing could be bandied about in trade discussions uh, today, tomorrow, honestly, before the weekend arrives? Yeah, I wouldn't expect um, – I know a name there. I can't say it. Um, it's not yeah. – yeah, it's not like anything too earth-shattering. Um, but I I know our, our friend, obviously, a burner um, – he asked about his raise, and I, I appreciate you, obviously, a burner. I'm curious who who you're a burner of. I am um, too, yeah. But, yeah, I, I have I have heard that the Rays are poking around in the starting pitcher market. So I, I can give you that much information there on the Rays. Um, and not necessarily, like, um, low-end arms. Uh, it's not like we're looking at, like, a DeGrom or anything like that. But, um, but like – it's a very they're looking at a quality arm is what i can say there yeah connect your own dots there obviously there are many quality arms on the market who are slightly below that upper echelon a couple big names we haven't touched on yet leading the way for me of course can't escape a baseball insiders podcast without asking about the latest on aaron judge uh while i was gone it sort of felt like the team got a little more optimistic in quotes they're reportedly willing to top judges preseason ask of 36 million dollars annually but for how long are they willing to top judges ask of 36 million dollars annually and will it be long enough to lure him away from the giants and you also mentioned the you know the qualifying offer multi-year deadline stuff kind of feels like anthony rizzo could be a part of that conversation at this point floating in the ether kind of feels like above a 50% chance of his return to the Yankees, but maybe not too far above 50%. What are you hearing about judge and Rizzo? And, and are they, are they still a package deal kind of? I don't know about package deal necessarily. Like I, I place Rizzo's odds at returning to the Yankees at pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's him accepting the qualifying offer or going for um a like two-year deal. I think he'd probably get more than what he did last year of 32 million. I think maybe looking at like 36 in that range uh, over a two-year deal. Um, and then judge, I, boy, I, that one is really tricky. Um, and his, him going to the market, like he's going to want top dollar and wherever that comes, I don't know. Um, obviously the Yankees are firmly in play there. Um, the Giants are, are very interested too. Uh, the Dodgers, I think that connection is, is real. Um, I really do. And I, I wonder, this is me just wondering, not saying anything, but I wonder how long it's going to take 
until the mystery team is is put into the judge thing. I, I'm I'm wondering because it's bound to happen because like it happens every off season, and I'm wondering who that team could be if that team does emerge. I have no idea, but like it's fun to speculate about that at least. But um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm the judge thing. Certainly not a lock that he goes back to the Yankees. Like him being a free agent, anything can happen there. Um, but I place it right now at one Yankees, two Giants, three Dodgers, and then four the, the field. Um, I will say uh, Tot, Toe, Tato, Tater, Tot, two, four. A lot nine, of numbers two, there. Yeah. Two, five, two, eight. If there ever was an oddball team for Aaron Judge, I actually did think the Rangers. I think that is a spot on, like, guess by you um so i guess we'll have to see but like if they're i don't know they spent all that money last year on simeon and Corey seager so i mean if you want to go big i mean aaron judge is, is quite the guy to do that with so boy i'm telling you man this this, this offseason could be pretty funky it's, i'm uh, so ready i'm so ready and too many people have already forgotten the dodgers i think in the judge chase and the horse race people are sort of saying like uh, two horse race, you know, cross country rivalry, Yankees, Giants, but do not count out the Dodgers. And like you said, it would be such an upset if this thing didn't last long enough to welcome a mystery team to the fray, whoever it may be. The Red Sox think it's them. I think Red Sox fans think it's the Red Sox. I don't see a path to that. Uh, I don't want to be the one to get like, I obviously have personal feelings there. I don't want to get on a soapbox and say like, no way. But also like, you're not paying your own guys. You're going to pay judge. Uh, Rangers makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and before I pivot, DeGrom, you and I have talked uh, about DeGrom to the Dodgers. You and I have talked about DeGrom to the Rangers. I'm seeing from Brian in the comments, what did you hear about DeGrom at the GM meetings? Um, any further clarity there? Or is that sort of still like, can't rule out the Dodgers, can't rule out the Mets, and obviously the Rangers are poised to go crazy somewhere. So is it sort of the same horses in the chase there? Yeah, there's certainly no additional clarity um, besides the fact that he's going to be paid a lot of money. And the, the Mets are obviously a suitor there. Um, the Rangers, I think, are absolutely a team that could make a play for, for DeGrom. Uh, the Dodgers make sense, too, on that short-term deal, which they, they like to do. They have a history of doing it. Um, and I, I think those are going to be the three ones to watch for now. I do wonder this, and I had somebody um, familiar with DeGrom uh, who's like scouted him pretty extensively, bring this up. Um, DeGrom threw about as many innings last year as Edwin Diaz. Uh, I think he threw about two more innings than Diaz. Do you feel comfortable paying him probably 40 plus million dollars over three or four years? Um, if you're only going to get like 60 innings with that injury history, that's a very scary thing. And I don't personally this is me just thinking out loud. I don't know if the Mets can do it because they have Max Scherzer signed for that big contract on a short-term deal. Can you have possibly 80 plus million dollars per year tied to two starting pitchers? I don't know because I think, I think that would be more than the Oakland A's payroll, um, which for only two starters, like, Holy crap, man. I don't know if they can do it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious to see what Billy Epler does up there in New York. Cause he's got his, this is a pretty tricky situation he's got here. Is it going to be Billy Epler doing it? Uh, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'll be. I'm pretty confident it'll be Billy Epler. Yes, me, me too. Just had to get that little tweak in there. Um, I'm excited too. I, I, and I don't know if I would be paying Degrom. That's why I keep throwing the Dodgers out because it's just who can absorb it. Who already absorbed a Trevor Bauer mistake? Who could absorb a Jacob Degrom injury after you paid him that much money? The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, but we will see. We'll we'll, see. we'll continue to see where that lands. Anything else you got to empty from last week, man? Anything else that you got to get off your chest that I did not press on? Um, besides the fact that I missed you, um, it was weird doing an episode by myself. I, I watched uh, it. I loved it, though. No, I appreciate you. It was nice, short, sweet, and to the point, and I emptied out my notebook. Um, but I, I do like the question here from obviously a burner. Um, I'm, I'm giving this, I'm giving my guy, obviously a burner, a couple of shots in here today, Our pal, Lo- loyal fan. And he tweets at me quite a bit too, which I see you by the way, obviously a burner. Um, but I certainly think, um, the, the starting pitcher market, especially with Martin Perez and Nathan Yovaldi, we're going to have at least some sort of clarity on that by tomorrow. I think, I think that's when the, the qualifying offer deadline is. Um, and it also wouldn't be surprised, like if we have another starting pitcher, like say, like a, you know, Jose Quintana, um, possibly at least some point this week or next week, um, come off the board. But um, yeah, the, I'll tell you, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun stretch. The next three or four or five days in terms of the trades are gonna be like, I think we're gonna see quite a bit of trades, um, maybe of the lower level variety, but still trades are trades. Can't go wrong with that. Trades are trades. We need something to spark the offseason. And believe me, believe Bert, it is coming. Uh, maybe we'll do, I've seen a lot of contract predictions comments in here. Maybe we'll do a little contract prediction segment on Thursday. That feels like a good time for that. Because you know that dam's not breaking yet. We can, we can predict the Rodon deal on Thursday. He's not signing on Tuesday or Wednesday. Smash cut to him immediately signing with some team we haven't even talked I'll about. But- ass off. That'd be hilarious. I haven't done that in a while Uh, since I said I would eat a hat if the Red Sox released Chandler Ramirez and lo and behold, they did like maybe six minutes later. I had to go buy a Red Sox hat and eat a couple of pieces of it. Um, I've had that power, but it's been four solid years. So I think he's probably not signing. I think we're probably safe there. Um, Bert, it's been so nice to have you back, man. And and by have you back, I mean, I'm back. So it's been nice to be back with you. Um, It was my fault. I was the one who was gone and now I have returned. And uh, like you said, just a couple of weeks, stroking my chin, looking like the big smiley emoji, waiting for the winter meetings when we are going to go live. Uh, so much, it's going to make your head spin and my head spin as well. Uh, hell yeah, I'm, I'm all here for it, man. Let's, uh, I think the theme of the offseason is going to be let's get weird. So Adam, let's get weird, Betty. And let's see what, uh, let's see what all happens. And yeah, I can't wait. As I said, I'm hoping we can end up uh, breaking some news on the podcast, but the only way that is possible, everybody, is if you subscribe to this podcast. Um, and yeah, that helps out a lot, puts food in my table. And we all know my food bill is, is, is quite high each week, uh, because I have the metabolism that is just never ending. Um, which I guess that's a good thing in hindsight, but anyways, uh, please subscribe if you can. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you big time. Yeah, nobody buys more food than Robert Murray. That's a guarantee. But it, none of it goes to waste. My guy knows how to circulate. It's, his body is working properly. Um, what a place to end this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going to have so much more. Yeah, good, good Lord.
<laughs> also, I want to give a shout out to Kurt Menching. Um, that's my guy over here at Fansided. Uh, he said he ate a banana in celebration of uh, of this podcast. So we uh, we love that for you, Kurt. Yeah, prayers to your toilet. Yeah, I I feel you on that one. That uh, yeah, fair. Tato, yeah, my man Tato Tato with all the numbers. He's coming strong, and I hope he comes back because we are going to be back um, three thirty Eastern time Mondays and Thursdays, all off season long, all regular season long, and unadjusted schedule, like we said during the winter meetings, where we're just going to pop off when you least expect it or when you most expect it. We'll come to a time when you expect it, and we'll figure that out. Um, please, nobody eat shoes. Uh, see too many mentions. Congrats on my wedding, even though I'm a Yankee fan. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, obviously, a burner. I do it for you. We all do it for you. And uh, make sure to tune in next time on Thursday. Like Bert said, like the channel, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the audio feed wherever podcasts are found and downloaded. And we'll have more nuggets for you on Thursday. And hopefully, we we'll get to break something live on air. Wouldn't you like to be here when we do it, uh, Bert? Another great episode. I'll see you Thursday, my man. See you Thursday. Appreciate you having me, my guy. Always a pleasure. Pleasure is mine. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.